Otherwise, no bad chat here. No you say you're full of a cash here. <laughs> Good evening, guys. I'm Miss Casey. I'm Cairo, and welcome to Girls from America. Do you know what? It's funny because I had so many things that I wanted to start with, but here mm-hmm. in that, let's talk about money for a second. Let's really yeah. talk. All right, let's talk. So, what we ha- where are we starting? Well, you know. With everything going on, you you start to read a lot of articles, and I'm the kind of person I don't like to just take one article and make mm-hmm. an assumption and all this sort of things. But then I also got to think of my own personal experience. So what I wanted to touch mm-hmm. base on today: how important is money? Oh, and yeah, how important is money? Because for me, mm-hmm. if we're talking from a Caribbean island perspective. Mm-hmm. technically me and you count as tourists whether we have family there or whatever we yeah, live agree. there so we are, f- we are the foreigners agree. so for me I feel like because tourism is such a big amount of how a lot of islands make their money it's such a large agree. percentage we yeah, agree. To the place of how much does the culture cost so for well, me yeah. For, yeah. For me, I'm now like, okay, when I go to Barbados, I'm going to use Barbados as an example because that's where I usually go. Yeah. When I go to Barbados, I have left where I am in the UK to come to Barbados. Agree. And when mm-hmm. you get there, this is why it's very important to be, you know, to keep in touch with your family and stuff. But when you get there, it's mm-hmm. like the island is now catered to you. So I didn't leave my house in the UK to go to Barbados to go and sit at a bar and then they have changed everything about what the experience is. So we're now hearing pockets. Like most of these bars now don't even want to play soccer. You know what? That's very surprising as well. Bearing in mind, we're coming to your country to appreciate your culture. Yeah, so it's now to the point where because tourism is such a moneymaker, it's yeah. now almost diluting the culture to appease others. But do and you think it's because of the key times it is in their culture? So, for example, in Barbados, that crop over jazz season, they feel like that's the best time to get more money and they have to appeal to the Western world. I wouldn't just say that because when I'm there out of season, um, there's other things, not just that bar example. It's like mm-hmm. me and a local had the same amount of money in our hands buying the same items. The service yeah. I will get because I sound the way I sound is different to the service they would get. Yeah, that's and true. You can kind of see how people, you know, it's always like, yeah, tourists, 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 but you forget about the people on island. Another example is, you know, there'll be a pothole that we're mashing up people's cars all year. And yeah. All of a sudden, let's say a member of the royal family wants to visit Barbados now. All of a sudden, yeah. they found budget to seal up the roads. So my question to you is, do you think in terms of typical Caribbean countries that they believe in Western privilege rather than white privilege? Because it's sounding, and I can speak from my experience as well, is as long as you're from the Western world where your country's developed, they will treat you different regardless of your skin colour, whereas in Europe, we're used to being just treated different because of our skin colour, if that makes sense. Unpack for me. 
So, but and me, so you, so me going to Barbados, me going to St. Lucia, my home country, and I'm there with another black local. But because I'm from England, because of the language I speak and how I speak, I'm going to be treated different. The price might go up X, Y, Z, or the service I'm going to get is different compared to the same black person that's standing next to me who was born in the country. So is there a difference between Western privilege being born and de- living in a developed country compared to being having white privilege? As much as they are still catering for the white people and the culture that or those type of people, even as a black person, you're still treated different compared to your fellow black person. Well, yes, there's, there's a bit of both because obviously white yeah. privilege still exists in different countries. Certain yeah. guidelines, the same things that a lot of us will be fighting here in the UK and in the US, a lot of mm-hmm. those issues still reside in the West Indies. Agreed. Like you see, there was a lot of shock factor with that whole article with the child and the hair, which we're going to get into a bit later. Mm-hmm. But in terms of at some point, there's going to be a point where you, you're completely selling out. Because yeah. the way I see it is, I've subscribed to you. So yeah, I know I've chosen to come to you. But then there's so many other things that's gone into place. Like, for example, I said a little bit in the last episode, my mom's from that generation where, yeah. you know, people get sent for this one, this one gets sent for that one, this one live with auntie, mm-hmm. this one moved to New York, this one moved. So they had that idea that foreign is better. And they had yeah. that idea that when you move to these countries, your life automatically gets amazing. And then what ends up happening is you've got the family back home, assuming you're living PDD lifestyle as soon as you get off the aeroplane. And I think it's, it's upsetting because they've been looking at the news, the media, social media recently or films and thinking because you live in a particular country, the money you have means you're better than everybody. But is that, by the way, I might be struggling in my well-developed country. So you can't really judge an image based of what's being portrayed out there for you. But then on the downside, on the on the other side, it's almost like, well, I live in an island where yeah. I have to go through X, Y, and Z. And people mm-hmm. come over here and get the highlights of the island. They yeah. get the highlights. And even stuff like carnival. Yeah. As much as point. fun as it is, as amazing as it is, and you know, everybody knows the cultural reasons behind carnival. Even yeah. that has been exploited to the point where a lot of the locals do not have the spare money to jump in carnival. They don't. Yeah. And a lot of the things now have... Carnival is becoming overpriced or overpriced for the locals that a simple backland is costing twice the amount they might have paid three, four years ago just because the tourism it's become a big thing and people from all over the world want to jump for that band or whatever it is and it's like well if I can get US dollar I'm going to take the US dollar before I take the Asian dollar or the St. Lucian do- uh, the Caribbean dollar or the Jamaican dollar but it's even down to parties there's a lot less yeah. like I've noticed for me I prefer a small local lime that's just me that's yeah. the way I've been raised and maybe that's more me being around my family but they yeah. tend to do a lot more quote-unquote premium parties now if you're talking, even for us over here, a ticket yeah. drop. I'm not going to give an event name because we yeah, yeah. a ticket drop yeah. now. And let's say that costs 130 US. We're already mm. going, and we're over That's there. A <laughs> so you can imagine yeah. you are sitting in Barbados, for example, 
and you're telling me yeah. you're set for 260 Bajan? I'm not paying that. 200. So, if you feel like people are being sorry to cut you off, do you feel like promoters, landlords, um, leaders, and stuff like that, they're forgetting about their roots and really catering for the Western market and leaving behind their own people, the people that actually made them successful because everyone starts from small before they get big? Well, I, I wouldn't technically say they're forgetting where they came from because I yeah. do this from all perspectives. So, people yeah, that do I'm parties not- and stuff especially yeah. the taxes they have to pay oh, the Christ. taxes like and when i mean taxes i don't just mean one set of taxes you buy a drink in bulk you pay taxes on that and then you get taxed yeah. again for them drinks meaning your party yeah so the price of stuff has gone up but that's but then the amount of money that is generated through Cropover and through yeah. the lucia carnival and trinidad carnival I personally yeah. feel like where I, I'm not actually understanding where the money's going. Because I understand that things, you know, go we in paid, direction, yeah. different companies make money or whatever. But to me, the amount of money that is being generated from these carnivals, some of yeah. it should be put back into the island to improve the lives of those who live there. Okay, my question to you is then, sorry, I'm not cutting you off, but I'm just going to be devil advocate, is do you think, I'm just going to give an example, and I hope you understand it, that money in the Caribbean is more like AliExpress versus Pretty Little Thing or Pretty Little Thing versus Amazon, that they have one product, but because they put a different name on it, they can sell it for three, four times more because people feel that that's where they should be when it's really a basic price, if that makes sense. It's, a, it's funny you say that because I saw, like, because of the import and stuff, that's where it becomes overpriced. So half of the time, yeah. it's not people trying to rob people. Sometimes mm-hmm. it really is the importing tax. And mm-hmm. for me, I feel like outside of tourism, there's yeah. so many other ways the Caribbean can make money. So many other It's ways. true. Because, of course, there is some, like, through, you know, through alcohol sales and fruit and veg and all that sort of stuff, yes, we know happens. Harvest festival but and all of that. So many different avenues that I feel like I'm just going to use Barbados again as an example. If yeah, that's, that's modernize cool. a bit more, there'll be a lot more jobs for people. For example, us over here, we see something on Amazon, we like, we it, want it. We got Prime. It's coming tomorrow. In the West, okay. they do not have that next day delivery. It has to get imported to the airport, to the post office. You have to go collect that. You've got to pay taxes for this. And by the time you've done all of that, you've paid for double your product. So so then that means Western, technically, the Westerns is very backwards in their approach to money. Yes and no. Because okay. they understand money. They understand how to make money. Everyone knows how to make money. Of course. But I feel yeah. like the idea of you know, wanting to be up to date in certain things and not the other doesn't make any sense to me. Like, the unemployment rate is way too high for islands that have so much going on all the time. So for me, Mm -hmm. it shouldn't have taken a pandemic for food to start offering delivery services. And also, it shouldn't have taken a pandemic where they want to reduce their prices for people to come and move into their country to develop their economy as well. But you should have wanted that from the beginning. Not even just that. Stuff as simple as pricing your parties in US dollar when you use EZ mm. dollar or Barbados dollar 
doesn't make any yeah. sense because the yeah. more you use your currency and the more it's in rotation you actually increase your own economy so agree that for me like i know we've gone into different segments of money but yeah but it's still important it's just the importance of money how important is it because at some point you've gone past the point where you care about the locals so it's like how important is money to the point where the island's now being exploited to a certain point well money has to be important because when i sit at home sometimes with my family and hear how family members be talking to them about oh you live in a foreign can you send me xyz this this that like you're having arguments with people about your life but it's that okay i hear i live in a foreign quote unquote but how do you know how my life is you don't know what i've done to do that just because i'm on a basic 20 grand for example not myself but 20 grand 20 grand is not a lot of money in the uk but it sounds like a lot of money to someone back home so it's for them to understand that yes we are living in a world, a well-developed country, but it doesn't mean I am stable. It doesn't mean I'm financially got everything. It just means I live in the UK. And I think they need to start not associating foreign with everything. Foreign is not as great as people think it is because half the time, the elderly, and I can only speak for my auntie, they go back. So if it was that great, they wouldn't have gone back. And people need to understand, we're over here <laughs> trying to sort ourselves back to go there. Exactly. From time I think in our twenties to want to go back, and I'm like, I'm in my mid twenties, living my best life, and I'm thinking about going back home. I'm not seeing life, but I want to go back home. What does money mean then, really? The thing is, I'm definitely thinking about it more as I get older. Yeah. Because I find, Mm -hmm. I find that the only thing that is pretty much stopping me from doing it at this very moment. I need to plan yeah. better. Because there's one thing you don't want okay. to do is go over there with the mindset of you're on GBP and really you're living yeah. off EC. You've got to think about how things work and also employment. Because yeah, oh, that's so important. There is not a lot of opportunity in the West Indies. It's surprising because there's a lot of talent. There's a lot of creatives. Oh. There's a lot of... Yeah. But a lot of their stuff is export. So if you've got a, tr- a problem with your bank account, and he yeah. goes to head office. Head office is not in Barbados. Head and office I'm, will be in a Trinidad yeah. or Canada or yeah. whatever. So a lot of the jobs that we would be looking to go into, it's exported out. It's like, for example, over here, when you might call, I don't know, T-Mobile phone service and the call center yeah. in India. Yeah, it's, it's true. You know, it's like a whole different country. It's, it's a complete different country. And I don't, and the thing is, our generation, and when I say our generation for the people listening, we're not going to give you numbers, right? But I'll just say the people who are over 25. Yeah, I agree, 25 plus. Yeah, we ain't going to get too deep. The over 25... I don't feel like our generation, or even younger than us, are even interested in sending money home. I think for no, us, we've heard so much horror stories. We've seen the <sighs> arguments. We've seen the family split. We've seen... The dynamic, the bad side. Yeah. So much downside that we don't, we haven't actually seen the positive. Like the whole barrel sending money. Uh, sorry, back. before we get there, I just want to um, touch on one point that you mentioned and tell me if it's going off topic. But you mentioned about going back and about opportunities in terms of employment. And one thing I remember when I was growing up, especially listening to a few of my aunties 
talk about their niece and nephew was they wanted their kids to get into particular job for money and going back to the talent and stuff like that do you think that parents push their kids in the West Indies to go for jobs for money rather than their talent because you hear people get law degrees, doctor degrees, and then five six years later they're they're musicians and I'm like hold on a second I'm not trying to say the UK is anything better because obviously our parents well my like for my mom never pushed me but she was very much about you got to secure yourself secure yourself secure yourself stability stability but it's not about passion anymore it's about about how you can financially support your family and that's what i find in the west indies it's about yes you could have a stars in all the sciences but if as long as that job can support your family that's what they care about it's it's a catch-22 right because it's like yeah you can't blame parents for wanting yeah. their kids to be better off because they were Great. raised off survival a lot of them are raised yeah, to survive so it's like you can understand why they would say you've got the grades to be a lawyer be a lawyer and if why you're a lawyer you decide you want to dance on the side fine you can understand <laughs> no because that's what usually yeah. happens and you find people are not happy yeah. at their jobs but they're good at it it pays and a lot of time yeah. you hear oh how was work today it pays the bills and, it, it, and that's, yeah. that's what it is but i feel like all of this put together you know the whole displacement of the the sending money home, the barrel sending. If yeah. someone dies, it's the it's the argument about oh the assets, the house, the land. Like so much emphasis is put on money, and then it just makes you really think how important is money? Because to me personally, yeah. I see money as something that's going to come and go. But you it's see, possible. when you're not mentally okay, when you're not happy in what yeah. you're doing, those things can't be fixed with money and uh, people would buy yeah. that meme like would you want a million dollars or a lamborghini no um, what was it a million dollars or they'd be like would you be happy with one million for the whole year or two thousand every week they always put emphasis yeah. on how important money can be for the long term or the short term and it's well, like, like oh, sometimes yeah. it's always them crap ones like would you prefer <laughs> yeah. yeah i know what you're talking about yeah i can't remember the exact meme but there was one talking about would you rather meet the love of your life or have a million dollars and someone said well i'll just be single with my millie and, and yeah like that but i just feel like all of these different avenues of how money affects day to day it it then also alters the way we see money so i've never done a partner hand but i know my family members have it's the whole i have if we're now gonna go into how we understand money would you say you understand partner better or credit better? Um, I understand partner better because it's very black and white. Credit, I'm learning. Um, I'm learning everything I do, how I spend, what I ask for, what I loan, all of that. It does impact me in the long run. But I think what I like about partner is it's just I'm giving you how much it is a week or a month, whatever, and then after a year, I get all of this and it's that savings without having an actual savings account but after the con- i don't mean you having this conversation about how if you just save that could it impact your credit score i wasn't really brought up to really understand it because my grand i used to see my grandma do it then my mom done it and then i'm doing it. i've seen my auntie my godmom it's just that quick easy money it's basically like drug money but not drugs if that makes sense Police yeah, what is it this? yeah, but it's just like that, that 
oh, it just disappears. And what I've learned from not doing partner is I can't, it's about teaching yourself mentally how to control your own money. And I think as much as the way someone else can look after your money, you can look after your money. If you know you've got stuff to do, you can put it away. But I think because we live in a generation where quick, easy money is all we think of, I'm not saying me or you personally, but how a lot of people think you can go on the timeline and look at it. And people always want to show off. So sometimes saving and thinking about credit score is the last thing. It's only when someone's like, oh, I want to buy a car or I want to get a house. Then they start thinking about, oh, I should have really done X, Y, and Z before I started thinking about it now. So it's doing a small thing from when you're young that if impacts you and make it you better than it's four or five years. I think if they taught us more in school about how credit's important and the importance of savings, I'm not trying to... I don't think I would have done part. That's basically it. But I enjoyed it. It was fun. So getting that look at grand, I enjoyed it. Then, but on the flip side, because I really don't want to lose this point because I I know how yeah. we are. I know how we are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in response to how, you know, a few Caribbean islands were regarding yeah. the whole COVID situation. Mm-hmm. Do you feel? Like they put money before local lives. Well, yeah, you know what? Surprisingly, I feel like the West Indies dealt with COVID the best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, as much as for the first time, I really saw them be selfish and worry about their locals. As much as the Brits and the USA people came over, as soon as one of those brought in, they were like, no, close the borders, X, Y, Z. But I think now as COVID is dying out quotation, they're slowly letting us in because obviously you got approved that you've had the test, la, la, la. Uh, and now they're starting to think about tourism and how they can build their economy. Because obviously, as everyone knows, most carnivals are between now or July and the end of August. And a lot of these countries are missing out. And it's like, okay, so for example, I, what I was reading about with Antigua, St. Lucia, Barbados, for example, being countries that are saying that you can come over to our country. And before, for example, in Barbados, it's that like you need to have 500k to come in, but now all you need is 100k. It just means they do any little thing to bring back their economy. Um, so in a way, they are working to support their locals, but they're thinking about the longevity because we are going to go into a recession soon. And as much as people think, yeah, we're going back to normal COVID over X, Y, Z, the reality is the all countries have been close for three, four months. That's a lot of money to lose in this world. And it's a lot of jobs because you think about people who work like, in hotels, bars. The things that we take for granted is important. So example, like you gave the bars, the hotels. Like when I'm on holiday, I'm sorry, I'm not making a drift. I'm asking the bartender to make the drift. And I will pay 50 US dollars because I am on holiday. But for them who haven't had a job for three, four months, that's a lot of money. And I do think potentially partners could become a thing, especially if banks don't know how to recover from it. And people want to feel like their money saved. Um, and I don't know what people have done over COVID, but if you've had to do what you've had to do, you want to know, okay, cool. If I start giving X, Y, and Z to look after money after a year or two, this is how much I get. So if there is a restriction, recession, I need some covers for my rent for the next three, four months. So people are starting to think for the long term rather than the short term. I think that's what COVID has done in terms of money. I don't know. Anyone that doesn't agree, please let me know in our Instagram or on Twitter, please. We definitely want everyone to get involved in the conversation. Don't forget we are on Instagram, Girls on Forum. We are on Twitter at GFF underscore pod. Pod. Use the hashtag Girls on Forum. And just, we just, we're just trying to 
have a conversation about money because yeah. I find for me, I hate. The yeah. I hate. The Why do you hate the topic? I don't Why like do you hate the topic because I don't like. <sighs> I'm trying to find the best way to explain it. So, are you uncomfortable talking about how much you earn, the purpose of your money, what you do with your money, X, Y, Z? The thing is, the only thing that makes me uncomfortable about talking about money is the mm-hmm. fact that I think we've lost that sense of community where you can feel comfortable enough to have these conversations. So, do you feel like we had a community? Huh? Do you really think we had a community when it came to money? But this is why I'm saying it, because... Okay. Back in the days with our parents and stuff, where partners were so much more fluently happening, you had yeah. more of a trust. You had, mm, you had. It was a situation where you know, black people were really pushed out of the banking system, so this became their way of having their own yeah. sort of loan service in a community kind of thing. Now I feel like there's a whole bunch of like this person got to be better than that one. This one's stunting on this one. This one got to show they got more than that one and all of this stuff. Mm. And you know what's funny? People will have an empty fridge, but they will have a designer belt. Oh, my, they've taught the things. Taught the things, taught the things. I always say, don't green eye people because you don't know how they got their money. You don't know how they get right. their items. You don't know how people get their stuff. And I think the whole reason why I'm uncomfortable sometimes talking about money is because I, d- I don't value it as high as most people. Mm-hmm. Like for me, obviously, I'm not I'm not stupid. I understand that you need money to pay for your rent and and whatever your mortgage. I understand what money is there for and what it is to do, but I don't put mm-hmm. money above people. You know what? That's a good thing you brought that up because I completely opposite to you. No, I feel like, and I think. <sighs> I don't know and the reason why no, no, I think you're doing it correct. And you know why I say opposite, but we're very the same because this is why I'm happy you kind of said what you just said. It's because I think because for the last couple of years, money has been important to everyone else around me but me. I look at money like shit, do I need to be making XYZ to make everyone else feel comfortable? Which shouldn't be the case. But when as an older sibling, when you feel like you have to provide more for others when you just naturally feel like that or whatever it is I, I could be wrong not every older sibling feels like that sometimes you look at your money like I don't do I have it I and see, if that if that makes sense I see money as something that is needed to survive so I see money as as something that you use you know for your living you you need it you need money for certain things like we all understand what money is used for so yeah for me like I don't really like spending too much on myself on unnecessary things but I like to I like experiences so for me even if there were these pair of heels that I really really wanted and they just happened to be designer instead of me paying four or five hundred pounds on that me personally would rather go on vacation. Maybe it's a small Europe trip or, or whatever. Sure I would you. rather, for me, that is money. That's how I see it. But then you get people that are so obsessed with money and yeah. you think is about money and they ain't even got a good character. Like you can just, 
I don't even know if I'm sense. Sorry, I've got to ask the next question. I know mm-hmm. I know this is off topic, but it's not on topic. So do you think the younger generation, I can only talk about what I see on social media, because they're hustlers mm-hmm. when it comes to money. And they're hustlers in a way that I envy because they have what they have, but they still put products, do what they have to do. Do you think the younger generation are better at having the money than our generation, or are they just better at promoting their business better? I know it's way off topic, but it's just seeing how them not can be in a designer everything, but they've got so-and-so business, and I'm like, how? How do you manage well, to do it? I'm a... But not everybody. Oh. I, think what okay, we, I think for the younger generation, remember for us growing up, we didn't have, you know, the Instagram to go and see what your celebrity is doing right now in this moment. We didn't, our influences weren't celebrities like that. So they're looking at love and hip hop and they're doing all shard at 18. I am yet to step in the shard B. <laughs> For me, I like food on my plate. Now, look, I'm not against, you know, the nicer things in life. But for me, I shouldn't have to go. If I'm going there just to show other yeah. people, look what I can afford. Instead of me genuinely mm-hmm. wanting to go there because I genuinely enjoy something there. Like there's a per- certain dish that I just love from there. If I'm yeah. going there just to take the picture and say, look, look what I can do. Look what I have. I, yeah. It, it's, it's not, it's not making sense to me. And I think with me coming out of a family where my parents didn't deal with credit, they, yeah, they dealt with the whole partner thing and, they didn't yeah. they didn't like what they called unexpected bills. So they structured yeah. everything in a way where this money was for this, that was for that, anything left over, great. But then I find mm-hmm. in our generation and younger, money became so much more of a big thing. Like to me, the job you have today, it's amazing. Look at there's pilots now now working in Tesco. Two different pages, but it's two jobs, right? It's, it's still money, yeah, yeah making a coin. But so I hope it kind of just showed you it doesn't matter where you are in life, sometimes you're going to be humbled and things are going to be put to you that you didn't expect. So don't always expect that you're as much as you want to live comfortable, sometimes you got can't be cocky with that comfortable because you have to always expect the unexpected. But this is this is what I'm saying like, we the uh, the cost it the, the amount of money it costs to live in London alone. Oh my days, right? Then you need to pay your money to park it outside your house. And all these things have come in. And then that thing you're paying for, you only use it on the weekend because you work in the city. So you still go get public transport. So all of these, and even down to like how we go on vacation. A lot of us, you know, we see a flight, we're like, oh, you know what? crop over next year might be the move you know you see a flight price it look attractive you put a deposit and you plan and you pay down but no I know but that's good for that's and that's why we want to rep thanks Newmont and um, other agencies like that because they give us the opportunity which people back home need to understand and why being in the forest is not as great as it may seem we have to put a deposit down just to cover ourselves for a year but we live in a foreign quote unquote but this is what I'm saying it's like I can understand from one end is that we come yeah. over and we see the island in highlights. So we come over and yes, some of us do jump front line. Some of us do jump back line. Some of us are in every fit, but yeah, 
what people don't see is that it's a whole year planning mm-hmm. and it's a whole year you know putting money down putting down so and also what people need to understand is sorry just cut you off and what people need to understand is we work so hard for our money that we want to enjoy every penny of it and that's another thing people forget it's not that it's free money that's just able to just throw out like that well everyone works hard for their money i'm not gonna say that no i'm not saying that not i'm just saying how we look at a holiday back home is different and so so if i'm spending two weeks out there i've worked hard to enjoy this holiday for me i that's how i look at it sorry it cost me for others I don't like the the opportunist vibe. So for me, if I am somewhere, whether I'm in the West Indies, whether I'm in the UK, whatever, if I am somewhere and let's say I'm buying, I'm at a restaurant, I've ordered food, I've enjoyed, the waiters are really friendly, you know, very inviting, whatever. A lot of the time you would end up tipping or doing a keep the change, whatever it is, I can't speak for other people. It all depends on how much or whatever. But the whole thing of, if I go to buy something and the person in front of me now gets a cheaper price than me because I sound the way I sound, I have a problem with that. Agreed. Suppose I had moved to the island two, three years back, but I just ain't caught an accent yet. Yeah. And it's the whole thing of, because you're not from here, we must exploit. And I think that whole exploit attitude has caused that disposition where our generation is not sending money back home. We're not, because we've seen our parents break their backs no, for years. Really sending money home is, I think, it's the expectation of I must do, and we don't. Yes, for me, I'm not. I'm, I'm not doing something. I'll do. do what I want, not because you told me I must do it. it. Doesn't work like that. Whereas our parents feel guilty for this auntie, this cousin, this nephew, this niece. No one can guilt treat me to do anything. So do you think that mindset will ever change? Yeah, because I don't, as you kind of said um, at the beginning of the podcast, our generation is not like our parents' generation. Our parents' generation feel um, bad because it goes back to the fuller whole. For example, in the back in the day, parents would leave their home country to come to any part of the world and then send for maybe their two or three kids to come over there. If one took longer than the other, they feel guilty for that. Everything is a guilt trip. And sometimes we have to understand things take time. Nothing works overnight. And why does that happen? Because money's involved. Whereas for us, I don't think we feel like that because we understand that, look, things are the process. It's going to take a time. We're going to get there. When we get there, we get there. But don't guilt trip me to get there because I'm doing what I've got to do. If that makes sense. So when, so I feel like our is, older generation feel guilty for for not doing. If they've left their uncle, their auntie, their nieces, and that, and their kids are having a better life, they're like, and their nieces go, oh, but auntie, so and so is having a good life. They they know how to manipulate words and make the person in a foreign quote unquote feel bad for it, and then they start sending money. Well, you can't make me feel bad because I don't want I have to do. Every man for themselves. I was born by myself. I'm gonna die by myself. I think the part, for me. I think the part where it gets upsetting, like saying what you was planning to move to Saint Lucia. Yeah. And you've trusted your family members to oversee, Together. you know, your house getting sorted out. Yeah. You've done your bit. You've sent the money. You've made sure that the right things are going to get ordered, you know, you've you've saw, you've seen all the invoices, you've done your bit. Yeah. And 
you get to St. Lucia and there's nothing but one dead stone and open grass. I'm mad. And I've heard so many stories like this. I'm mad. Where everybody was living Bosi off the money you were sending back. Thinking, so oh, I've got more time. This, 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 this is the, the stuff I'm talking about. Like, at some point, how much does money matter to you? Well, because it seems like that's a good way of ending it. Money means trust. Money you means trust. In a sense of, for, for example, you gave about, say, me going back home and I've seen everything and I get there and there's one dirty store. That means I have to trust the people I'm sending the money to that they're going to be loyal to me and do what they have to do for me. If not, what was the point? I could send you 10 grand and I'm not seeing 10 grand's worth of anything. Why have I sent you? That means that you broke the trust. So as much as I could do everything and support you, you haven't done anything to be loyal and support me too. Why must I give you everything I work for for you to just turn your back and do that to me when I've never done you wrong? Money means trust. That's my opinion, unless I'm wrong. And you know what? I think that's a good way to end <laughs> this segment. I, I enjoyed that, you know. Me. We could have went on. I have a bit more to talk about, but we I could talk about we that. Can come back. We can come back to it because I definitely want to go to more the positive times. Yeah, and I want to talk about barrels and the pasta and the rice and the barrel and clothing and the shoe and pay the money to make sure it gets shipped to the country and all of that. But I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. I definitely want to hear what, you know, other our people, community, our listeners, our families, you know, please, please comment on like our family. Yeah, let us know. We're gonna put an Instagram post. I'm gonna have two and two are hashtag girls from foreign slash hashtag GFF and tell us, let us hear your opinion. Let us know. Tell us something we don't know because obviously everyone experiences something different when it comes to money. Say if one of us is wrong, tell us why we're wrong. Let's have a debate about it because money is a touchy um subject, as my friend said here. And we want to hear your opinion. Yeah, and um, that's exactly it. I mean, I feel like this is the part where you're supposed to play some like bossy money song to make you walk in a circle. But before, I feel like but, before we yeah. do that, we have to, to. So this is a different topic. It's not about money, but we have to just say happy independence to Jamaica. And yeah, yeah as we are bridging the gap, Jamaica independence is on Thursday, the sixth of August, and obviously they became independent in nineteen sixty-two. So I think that works out to fifty-eight years, if I'm correct. Yeah, then, so, um, and why we want to give Jamaica their recognition is because we will talk about this in a future episode, but we want to appreciate what they've done for the culture and how they've paved the way for many artists to come over to different parts of the world like Europe, Japan, Switzerland, Russia, all them funky places and be who they are. We have dancer queen all over the world. You said dancer queen, so I feel like... Ooh. It is time for our, uh, do you know what? Let's give Jamaica a segment. So yeah. we're going to take a break from the money because I feel like we sound very professional <laughs> and, you know, law-abiding citizens for that first bit. Yes, clap yes. But <laughs> let's now go into Jamaica. Let's go yeah. into Jamaicans because yeah. I feel like they need a few minutes of our podcast at least. Definitely. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Well, yes. I want to do something different. We didn't actually plan this, but I want to do something different. Okay. So since we're talking about Jamaica, J-A. since we're talking about their litness, since their independence is probably going to be the same day we drop this episode. 100%. What 
is your favorite rhythm from Jamaica? Because I can give you mine. Everybody knows mine. You know what? If you play it, please, I beg. You Only know, 10 seconds max. Give me none of money. Underwater rhythm is one of my favorite. Marshall's song on it was my favorite. Big fat fish. Wow, wow, but wow. I told you that you chose the Trini but on the track. I can't lie to you. Kingston Hot by Beanie Man on that rhythm is everything. Like, Mr. Vegas' Sucky Ducky is everything. But Kingston Hot by Beanie Man on that rhythm is one of my favorite rhythms. But I have to shout out to XC Room. Because oh, Beanie Man and is. Elephant Man did it. Elephant Man, Romeo Must Die. If you lot don't know it, play it. Romeo Must I Die. I will be putting a link to my dance on playlist as well. I'm telling you, that is everything. But also, I think because we should need to give a big shout out to Lady Saw. Listen, Lucy Marion. Yeah, you know she goes to the church. She's a comeback real quick for independence. Said, Come and meet me at my friend though. What? Tonight. Tonight. You're right. But she was what women aspire to be like confident in their body, say how it is, and felt no way. And that's what I love about Jamaicans. They feel no way about people. People could chat them all they want. But once they live their truth, you cannot say anything. It's because they have the supreme suck your mother. A Jamaican suck your mother is, burn you. is <laughs> the one. Anyone else can take a suck your mother. But you see when a Jamaican tells you suck your mother, you feel it not always. only do you feel a type of way, you won't be able to talk to your own mother when you get home. Because of the uh, instructions you've been given. And if you tell them something about your mother, there's a counter-argument. In fact, I saw something online. Yeah. Someone told someone to suck their mother. Someone said, that's really offensive, my mum's past. They said, what, you don't have shovel? I said, look, <laughs> leave these people alone. If the Jamaican people hasn't bothered you, leave them alone. And you know what you know, another thing I've got to say about Jamaicans is, when it comes to the word bossy, hmm. they either white jeans, white t-shirt, head wrapped up. All white parties Ooh. probably run by a Jamaican person. But, Anytime they step out, they look goody. Fresh. Fresh. And they would never shame their Jamaican heritage. Um, so the word bossy, the song bossy is Jamaica. I'm t- bossy. Like, oh, especially if they're, everybody's in unity in their outfit and they do their little music, everything, a routine. I'm like, yes, come through Jamaica's. I see you. Well, I mean, I ain't even got to say what it is. See, you know what my rhythm is. If anyone knows me... Do you remember? No, 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 no. Joy Rabbit is your No, no, no. Yes, but Sycamore Tree is not the one that caught no, my spirit. No, I know, but I just... Sycamore, Sycamore Tree is sentimental to us. Okay, that's true. But you see Joy Rabbit rhythm in its entirety, right? Like, I, do you know what? I think this all started from the scene in Dancehall Queen. Oh, Because oh, all you, you hear was the... Do, 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 like, and then you see it. the hands going around in a circle. You see the pink wig. Yes. And the silver outfit. And you know what? When we were younger yeah. watching that film. Movie, everything. We wanted to watch it so many times for the music and dancing. When you get older, you understand the storyline. But that particular Junior. scene, it started something. And Joyride Rhythm, the thing, you named a few. Yeah. But the one that touches my spirit is Joyride Rhythm. And you know what? It's not just anyone on there. You see when Tanya Stevens oh, comes my- People, Tanya good Steven, up Tanya. People need to rate her. Give her money. Give when her money. When she comes in, that's when you've already walked in your circle. This is officially episode two of Girls from Foreign. Get involved in the conversation. Hashtag Girls from Foreign as well. We want to hear your opinion on everything that's going on. I want you to give us your opinion of what we've spoken about. In fact, let's just make this whole community thing. Let's talk about the good things about Jamaicans. We you know, you. your favourite dance rhythms. You want to hear everything. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Girls From Foreign. Follow us on Twitter, GFF underscore pod. 
and get the hashtag going. Hashtag girls from foreign or GSS. Alright, we're done. Hey. 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 Wait, wait, that won't even ten. Alright, we're gone. Sweetest time.